Doxology is the study of God, and it's very important. Doxology is an expression of praise to God. So the point here is that all theology should ultimately lead to doxology, to doxology, to doxology. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Will, and you are now tuned in to another episode of Theology on the Block, where we talk about Christian theology from an urban perspective. And I am so excited to have you with us today as we dive into another great conversation. So far, we have been getting some really good feedback from the crew who's been listening, and we would love to hear some more of your thoughts. You can email us at theologyontheblock at gmail.com. But before you email us, I have to get to my wonderful cohorts, the ones that y'all, I've seen so many people laughing about how I treat my co-hosts. I think they're trying to figure out how to escape, but they ain't going nowhere. We here now. We here and I got them. So, Ty, what was that sign? Blink one for. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't got footage. <laughs> I want them to know they can't get away. Uh, and on to my left today, I have the one, the only, the most dangerous female in these streets when it comes to apologetics. She is known all of a sudden as a razor blade. She be just running the Hebrews off the block for the Lord. She's be TikToking every chance she gets. This past Sunday, she wore the big hat. In the church. She the big hat. She, she came in looking like mother. God help the us. church mother. Please help us, Lord. Please. And the one, the only, you know her as Miss Titus, too. Well, thank you for that grand introduction. I'm glad to be here. Ah! Jesus, bless the Lord, y'all. Bless the Lord. Say, first giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. I'm here Pastor, in the spirit the first realm. lady, uh, to the right reverend, Deacon Boyle. <laughs> to the right reverend, which leads me to the right side of the room, the one, the only, the theologian of theologians, the pastor extraordinaire himself. This brother right here, they call him the cheat code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, X, Y, Z. This brother right here, he plays he music, he preaches, he podcasts, he blogs, he's working on a book, he's getting his PhD. This brother right here is amazing in so many things. The one, the only, the Grand Bishop, the Right Reverend. Wayne Penn Jr. family. <laughs> there are a couple of those items that are not actually factual. Uh, yeah, they are. He's speaking it I'm into speaking existence. into existence. Speaking into the atmosphere. Hey, in the atmosphere. Hi, <laughs> everyone. Well, I'm feeling double team now. Like, the ideas expressed in this podcast do, do not, not reflect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And once again, we're so excited you're with us. This podcast is brought to you by City of Refuge Church. City of Refuge Church is a new church plant in the Eau Claire community that is calling, connecting, and commissioning all to Jesus, his greater family, and to the mission of the kingdom of God. Into the hey. uh, Ty, what would be a good DJ name for the Right Reverend Bishop Doctor? Ooh. The Right Reverend Bishop Ooh. Doctor? We need a DJ name. Hey. Like, we, we... Sir, praise a lot. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I like big Bibles and I cannot <laughs> 
Bro, ah, bro, yo, as y'all know, if you've been tuning into this podcast, we have quite a bit of fun, um, and today we want to have a great discussion on. Uh, a lot of times, I hear people say, "I don't need the church. I don't need, I'm a Christian. I don't need church." Uh, I'm, uh, as James Fox said, "I'm spiritual." Spiritual. I'm spiritual. Uh, they don't need the church. Or if you start talking about the church, they say, I am the church. Mm. So I thought it would be a great conversation to have to talk about uh, what exactly is the local church? Why do we need a local church? And um, how should we respond to those who say they don't need the local church? So those are our three questions on the table. I'm going to go pass it to the right reverend to tell us first and foremost, what is the church. So, the, the church, <laughs> so eloquently put it, the church is, uh, there are several biblical analogies for it, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, but it is, uh, as the word ecclesia makes it plain, the called out ones, the ones that have been called out uh, by God through Jesus Christ, the ones who are redeemed, saved, and as far as the local church expression of that, because I mean, there is the big church, you know, big C, universal church, which encompasses believers globally. But then there's also local expressions, you know, in your community, in your neighborhood. You see them all the time as you're driving down the street or the block or whatever. So the buildings? Not <laughs> not the buildings, not the buildings. Um, it's the people. It's, it's you know, that old thing, you know, here's the... Here's, here's, the, here's the steeple. Yeah, yeah, here's open the, the doors. Here's the people. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably butchered that. But, you know, <laughs> But no, it, it's, it's it's a collection group of believers in their local community who are, in effect, trying to do what they can to image forth God and to participate in the ministry of reconciliation that we've been given mm. through Jesus. Um, that's probably the simplest way I can put it, honestly. Uh, it's not a building, and it's not an individual either. Yeah. Just to kind of counter that, you know, I know that's one of the things that people say, well, I'm the church and I don't need other believers. Mm. Nah, man. Well, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Why do you, what do you think they mean when they say, uh, I am the church, or I, 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 don't need, I don't need to go to be around these other people because the church is inside of me? It's a cop-out, in my opinion. Uh, it's a cop-out because... You can't be a body with just one body part. Mm. Ooh, that'll preach. Stop. <laughs> that'll preach. I mean, if, if, if the Bible, I mean, number one, you have to go by what the Bible says about the church. So, I mean, mm. if, if we're, as Paul points out in Ephesians, if we're the body of Christ, we, we can't be, you know, I'm sorry, it's not Ephesians, it's 1 Corinthians, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't go fact check. <laughs> <laughs> Some people listening might, but I wish you to make sure. Um, but, we're the body of Christ. You know, the hand can't say to the foot or the eye or any other body part, hey, I don't need you. So if you're calling yourself the church and you're saying, I don't need other members of the church, you're literally contradicting scripture. So mm -hmm. I attend Bedside Baptist. Not Bedside Baptist. There's a lot of those out yeah, there. Yeah, there is. There is. Bedside Baptist ain't bad every once in a while. Right, right. But uh, if you make it that, you're, you know, your home church, right? Yeah. <laughs> it can't be your it can't home be your church. church. Bishop nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop, nobody, Bishop nobody, the right reverend, yeah. comforter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not good. That is so, not good at all. So, Ty, based on Wayne's definition, why do you think uh, we need the local church? Isn't it for school supplies and... Um, Good stuff. To get all the, the single women married so they can be barefoot and pregnant. I can't. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, and then they keep the drug dealers off the street and get them cleaned That's exactly up and, the know, point. <laughs> the That's yeah. the point. So yeah. we can have somewhere to go dress nicely every week. Ooh. Mm. So, right. it, so it's a social club. Exactly. Mm. I'm kidding everyone out <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yeah. who can't see my face or read sarcasm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's true. Some people can. Yeah, we need the local church for a lot of reasons. Um, for one, God commands us to not forsake fellowshipping together. Um, <laughs> we are a body like Wayne so eloquently explained. I'm so glad he asked you that question because I definitely wouldn't have given it as much justice as you did. But we need each other, and I think um, participating and like actually being an active member of a local church helps you to practice love and yep. forgiveness yeah, and yeah. kindness, and really gives you an opportunity to walk out the fruit of the spirit. Very much. Because so. people are gonna make you mad. Yep. And you are gonna make people mad, and you're gonna make people sad. But that community can be so special. That's why I'm so just blessed to um, be a part of City of Refuge. Yes, I'm claiming you. Look at I'm, you. I'm not City of Refuge. She called me a pastor this Sunday and now she claim us all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Okay, City of Refuge is where it's at. But all that. All that. But like in a short amount of time, I know we're probably getting a little deep here, but like our church has gone through a lot of grief and mm-hmm. some tragedies and stuff but just to see how everyone has been there to like really support and pray for one another literally feed other people is right, like right. you know that's not the only mission of the church but that's a beautiful thing to see the love of God like in action through your brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. but also we need the local church to fulfill the commission mm-hmm. so we're not supposed to just stay within the four walls we're supposed to go out and like people to come you know mm-hmm. the the harvest is ripe but the laborers are few yes, so if you're saying you're just gonna go to bedside baptist every sunday like not only are you not being edified your gifts are just sitting there stale yeah. you're not really helping anybody else yeah and we're not talking about home churches i know that's another whole, yeah that's a whole another category right not talking about home churches but if you're legit just staying home every sunday not because you can't find a good church but because you refuse to go to church mm-hmm. Something is wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I think First Peter, First uh, Peter puts it best in chapter two when he says, "As you come to Him, a living stone, rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God, you yourselves, as living stones, a spiritual house, are being built to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ." So the church itself is individual stones coming together to be built up mm-hmm. as a place to worship, to offer sacrifices, and what you were talking about, um, edifying one another. Yeah. yeah. Caring for one another. You can't you can't be a part of the you can't say you're a part of the church yet you don't care for the others exactly. in the church. Exactly. Um, you can't say you are a part of the church yet you have no relationship with the other stones because these are stones being built up that he's using as an opportunity to create sacrifices to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, um, I'm, I might butcher this because I'm doing it off memory, but he said that the mystery is being revealed through his people mm-hmm. for both the the royal, the, the kings here, but also for heavenly hosts. Yep, yep. So the mystery of the church is this people that's being built together to show off God. Right. Mm, yeah, that's good. Right. Like, we're being knit together to show off God for 
the whole world and for even the spiritual realm itself. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so when people say, I don't need the church, what they're really saying is I don't want nothing to do with God or his mystery or his his mission. More right. or less. More right. or less. Because it's I would be really offended personally if somebody came up to me and said, Hey Wayne, I accept you but not your wife. Mm. Mm. Uh, that would you probably catch some hair. <laughs> these two know me. I'm probably one of the more mellow cats that you'll ever meet. But don't say that you know. Well, I accept you fully, but don't accept your bride. Like if if you keep, if you say you know, well, I don't need the church, and you know, it's just me and God, and yet you reject his bride, you're doing the same thing. It's it's literally offensive to God. I mean, and so you can't, you just you just can't have your cake and eat it too. And as far as to your point, Ty, about like uh, being able to practice and put into practice the fruit of the spirit. Like I feel like. And this is, you know, theology on the block. I don't think you can practice theology without the local church. Mm -mm. You can't. It's just orthopraxy is impossible without the local church. So you can have a whole bunch of uh, doctrine and set of beliefs and everything, but the local church actually gives you a, an opportunity to express it, yeah. put it into practice, and even just going to the fruit of the spirit, like it's kind of hard to practice love by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Self-love is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's loving others, you know, I mean, one of the second, one of the two greatest commandments, you know, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Right. It's mm -hmm. kind of hard to do if it's yeah. just you, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's definitely hard to be patient just with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I understand, I, I don't want to minimize people that have been genuinely hurt by the church. Like, you know, the whole hashtag church hurt thing, I, I think, yeah. you know, there's there's arguments for and against it. I see problems on both sides of the argument. Like, I don't want to minimize anybody's hurt because, I mean, frankly, the church has jacked some people up legitimately. Yeah. At the same time, I think that it's it can be a cop-out when we use the hurt that we've experienced to say, I want nothing to do mm -hmm. with the church. Like, again, if you're genuinely looking to be connected to God, you can't disassociate yourself from the church. It yeah. just doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm sorry. I get it. You know, the other people make things complicated. Like, you know, we're supposed to be unified. Mm -hmm. You didn't even be a lot easier if there weren't other people involved. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but that's just the way it is. It's, it's just the way God set it up in his word. So. And then there's abuse and then there's hurt. Like, yeah, being hurt, you're going to be hurt anytime you're in community with people oh, for an extended yes. amount of time. That's... So, like, you just want to live in a bubble. It's like, okay, well, then don't go to work don't yeah. go to family reunions just just never be around anyone ever mm -hmm. if you're in an abusive situation by all means get find, out please find you another <laughs> church maybe get that's out. not a church at all maybe it is just a building with the sign that says church on it mm -hmm. and i think it's so sad you know a lot of yeah, churches get a bad rap because there are cults masquerading as churches that's a good point. you know what i'm saying that is a so good point. yeah that's i mean no the truth is uh, church church hurts is real. Church hurt is real. Mm -hmm. uh, church abuse is real. Um, and some of those churches should honestly be closed down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have. They need to be held accountable. They will be held accountable. I think the the beauty of the church is yes, we got a lot of baggage, but we actually got the solution to our own baggage. Hey man, come do. on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like it, we have a lot of problems, but the problems actually has an answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the church is focused on the one who answers the problems, 
versus the problems in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It gives us the freedom to openly acknowledge, you know what? We ain't got it together. We ain't perfect. I think one of the things that give people a bad taste for the church and for the local church um, is the denial of issues. Yeah, that's true. I agree. This perception that we got it together, we're perfect, we're right. I remember... um, few years ago when I did music, um, I was promoting uh, one of my events that we were doing, I was doing at a church in uh, the west side of Columbia, West Columbia, um, and I went to, a friend of mine was doing an a event at a bar, mm-hmm. so I was like, I can't, I won't ask him to come to my event if I won't go to his event. Mm-hmm. So I went to the bar to go support, mm-hmm. and when we were talking, he was like, Man, I know you coming in here. I'm, I'm so happy you're here, but I know the event you got, y'all got it together. You know, the sound must be perfect. <laughs> this must be perfect. And I was like, bro, your perception of the church is uh, pretty interesting. It's skewed. Yes. It is very skewed. <laughs> um, and it's because we have so long said we must be the perfect ones. Mm-hmm. Um, where God does call his people to be perfect, but that's a perfect perfection and maturity right exactly not in not in performance yes yes and since we have we've never differentiated performance from perfection and maturing um everybody sees us as oh you must be the good people and everybody outside of here is the bad people well we've seen it you know prayer walking in the Mm -hmm. community right we've come and come across some people who immediately try to put up this veneer like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're on the prayer walk because, oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm anointed, too. I, I go to church, too. I pray, mm-hmm. too. No, wait, wait. I, I just came to hear your story, yeah. pray for you about what you Get to know with. you. Be, be open. Be real. Don't feel like you have to put on the front. Right. But a lot of a lot of traditional church spaces, a lot, not all, uh, but a lot of traditional church spaces and culture have kind of created this atmosphere where, people feel pressure to put on this front yeah and like you know because the church has to look good all the time there can never be you know any semblance of issues or division you know no we just have to look good and this plays out into like every aspect of life i mean you know pick your points marriage marriages have to look perfect you know so whenever you see statistics talking about how you know the divorce rate is just as bad in the church mm-hmm. as it is you know quote quote in the, in the secular world or whatever um you know uh ethics and that kind of thing you see pastors leaders falling left and right mm-hmm. and, you know it's just like and like people no wonder people have a bad taste in their mouth and it's not even so much the the stuff that they see it's like you said jay the fact that you know when you actually ask people about this they're like oh well you know keep that hush tush mm-hmm. you know yeah keep don't don't let that get out it's it's right. the same um, especially in the black community and i, I bring up the black community because we've heard this uh don't let nobody know what's going on in this house. You know, yeah. keep our business in this house. And I'm not saying you go and slander your family or you go and slander your church or, mm-hmm. or quote unquote spread rumors. But it puts you in a place where you can't be real exactly. about it. Exactly. You know, uh, the church should be the place where we can be the most honest, the most real. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it literally is broken people being called out of darkness into light. But that don't mean they put they're fully put together yet. Facts. In heaven, we are glorified. According to Ephesians, we sit in heavenly places, glorified, sitting at the right hand with the Father right now, in spiritual ways. Mm-hmm. But on earth, 
Oh, we being sanctified, and we and we jacked up. <laughs> we jacked up. Yeah, walking with the limp. But the, oh, I've heard a lot of preachers say, yeah. like, yeah. But the church should be the place where that is actually okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's um I don't like to say it's the hospital for the sick because I don't see it that way. It's um but the church should be the place where God's people actually treat act like God's people. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Interesting. I, I think again, I'm and, and some of you may who may be listening, maybe you should you should tell us some of your stories. Why do you have a bad taste in your mouth? But I do think that does play into the idea of why I don't need yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a separatist mindset. It's just separatism in a d- different direction. Mm-hmm. Where the church says separate from the world, mm-hmm. the world says separate from the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, people who have that separatist mindset get an honest from the church. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we've done that for a long time. Like this whole, and we'll probably talk about that maybe on a future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaser. Uh, <laughs> but, um... No, I, I, people who have that separatist mindset, man, like they, they think, well, I have to do something to keep myself pure and safe. Mm. And people who have that inside the church create people who have that outside of the church, mm. where you have people who feel more pure and safer at Bedside Baptist as the home church, not really understanding that, like, you know, your purity and your safety shouldn't be in the venue that you're in it, it should be in Christ and Christ gives you that purity and safety regardless of where you are and we should be pointing each other to that purity and safety exactly. and pointing each other to the one who holds these things together right exactly yeah Yeah. Well, why would you want to go to heaven if it's going to be filled up with God and believers it's like yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, That's true. So you just want to stay at home to not be around no people, to be in eternity with all these people uh-huh. that you're trying to not be around right now. Yeah. Make it make sense. Make it make yeah, sense. Yeah. The That's church true. is just dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We just come together to worship now because one day we're going to do this forever. Oh, I almost went there, brother. I almost went there. <laughs> I missed that one. I'm sorry. When we get you to know, heaven, we're going to really we, sing. You're going to really sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know I ain't really sing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right now, I would say this. I would, I would hopefully encourage anyone who may be listening who has uh, reservation, uh, hesitations uh, towards the church and they feel as though the church either got too much baggage mm-hmm. that they can't accept or they got too much baggage that the church would never accept you are welcome yeah, yeah you yeah. are welcome as Christ said all who are tired and weary come mm-hmm. to me and find rest that's what the church should offer mm-hmm. the one who gives this rest so family any closing words on why we need the church um, again, I would just say to those that, like you said, have a bad taste in the mouth regarding the church, I would both encourage you and challenge you to think about the reasons why you choose to stay away from the church. Like, just be careful that you're not making the same mistake that you're accusing the church of. Mm. Um, you know, if you're, if you're accusing the church of being overly judgmental, well, you thinking that there is no good church is you being overly judgmental. And I, I say that in love, and I understand it, I get it, because uh, I've struggled with that myself. Uh, you saying that the church doesn't care, you know, it's all about money, and so you don't want to give your money to any kind of church, whatever, I mean, you you can find yourself slowly and subtly 
doing it's, the same thing that you're accusing the church of. So you become the thing you hate. And it's very possible. Like, you know, just like it's possible for the church to produce the opposite of what it's founded for, it is very possible for you to produce in yourself exactly what it is that you hate or despise. So mm-hmm. I would just caution you on that. Um, yeah, the, the, the church, as messy as it can be, it, it, it's still God's church. And, you know, even though God's kids can be crazy at times, <laughs> you know, we're still his kids. And we're working on being perfected in maturity, uh, not perfection. And it's a work in progress. So, yeah, just take the calculated risk, man. One day he will return for a bride unblemished and spotless. Why is that's the whole that's the word right there. That's what we all long for that day when he returned for his bride. And we are made. I know. And family, this is another episode of Theology on the Block where we talk about Christian theology from an urban perspective. Y'all be blessed. Mm-hmm.